Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. On this episode, The Old Country and the New Country. Diana Anhalt's poem, When Our Shoes Take Us, begins with these words from her grandmother. Jews should be born with the wind at their backs and wheels on their heels like taxicabs. If we fled Sevilla, Uzbekistan, Podolia, Kiev on a day of sun, we'd sling our shoes around our necks by the laces, relish the prickle of grass against our naked soles, let our feet scrawl messages in the dust of left-behind lives. We saved what shoes we had for snow, gravel, seemliness. Our feather beds, a kiddish cup, a violin perhaps, we strapped to our backs. And the stories of ancestors, their feet caked in the clay of Judea, Canaan, Goshen, Galilee, rode on our tongues. Our fate? To change nations more often than shoes. Store the past's crumbs in our pockets. To leave our children small things that fit into suitcases. A menorah, a teapot, a cameo brooch, photo of somebody's grave, a clutch of letters, the scent of memories. No pianos, no grandfather clocks, no grandfathers. A pair of shoes. When Our Shoes Take Us by Diana Anhalt from Passager, Issue 60. Zena Azam grew up in an immigrant family of Palestinian Arabs. She said, Though my mother was open-minded, she had traditional expectations of me as a girl and woman. I feel that now I have the power and liberty to embrace the traditions and gender roles that resonate for me. Here's her poem from Passager Issue 70, Learning to Make a Bed. My mother taught me how to make a bed when I was so young I could barely reach the mattress while standing. We would walk from side to side to pull and push the unruly sheets and make sure the blanket was tucked over everything, like a protective father, I imagined. Of course, neither my father nor my brothers ever made their beds because it was women's work. And so I was taught what women did and didn't do early on. I followed my mother's movements in the kitchen and accompanied her to buy bananas and grape leaves and rice. She showed me how to pick stones out of bowls of lentils and beans. I imitated my mother as she made Arabic coffee on the stove, then offered trays of sweets to guests. We decorated date cookies with jagged-edged tweezers to make patterns in the dough. During olive season, we sat on the floor with hammers, smacked each olive to open it up before pickling. I watched my mother chop and place cucumbers and eggplants in brine. Together we picked leaves off mulakia from oversized green bouquets my father brought home from the souk. In my girls' school, I was shown how to place a wooden egg in a sock for darning, sew a button, even embroider with bright threads, all before I was ten years old. With brothers much older, I had no idea what boys learned each day, but I wanted to be like them and run around the house without a shirt. I did that one day when I was seven, and everyone smiled smugly at me, as if I would learn on my own not to do it again. And I learned. Like making a bed, I figured out what should be covered and tucked in and out of sight, how to make things right and good, that these ordinary acts were daily reminders of something that was bigger, one I didn't yet understand.
Zaina Azam's poem, Learning to Make a Bed, from Passenger, Issue 70. Baltimore public radio announcer Judith Crummock immigrated to this country from South Africa in the late 1990s. Here are some excerpts from her essay, Things I Didn't Expect. I didn't expect to receive such a warm welcome. The fresh-faced young man with his military haircut courteously calling me by name and leaving his post at the passport control desk to escort me to an office in the nether regions of Dulles International Airport. The matter-of-fact approach of the taciturn immigration officer there was more what I had expected. The way he unceremoniously ripped open the immigration package that I hadn't let out of my clutches since it was sealed and handed to me at the American consulate in Johannesburg. I had anticipated the -the heart-in-the-mouth sensation as I watched him glance perfunctorily through the contents of my package. Just another day and another immigrant for him, but a hanging-in-the-balance day for me before finding them in order, and scrawling left-handedly on the red stamp he made in my South African passport to grant me lawful admission for permanent residence to the United States. The euphoric flood of relief was only to be expected. I didn't expect the nickel to be bigger than the dime. I anticipated that becoming an American citizen would be momentous. I didn't expect it to be quite so emotional. I was surprised by the flush of delight the first time a passport control officer looked over my new American passport and said, Welcome home. Excerpts from Things I Didn't Expect by Judith Crummock from the Winter 2014 issue of Passenger. To buy any of the Passenger issues featured in this episode, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passenger and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore. (laughs) ¶¶